Okay. Are we ready? Yeah. Welcome to Pop to the Lou, where we share hilarious, embarrassing, heartbreaking, and inspiring stories of life with IBD. We will hopefully make you laugh, cry, and probably speechless, like Sarah is most of the time when I'm telling my stories. Cool. All right, look at you. That's like <laughs> it's going to be one of those days. <laughs> it is. Welcome to episode 11 of Pop to the Lou. In today's episode, we're going to celebrate Sarah's birthday and also talk about the holiday season coming up and how to best manage your IBD during this period. This is the second time we're recording this episode because apparently <laughs> I was a little bit of a Debbie Diner in the first one. <laughs> Some people like the holiday season. <laughs> we just wanted to keep it a bit more positive. So if you still think I'm not being very positive, I'm really trying. <laughs> this is her upgrade round two. I did something like there for us. What did you do? You're going to be so proud. I don't know if we're going to be able to hear it. Tell me if you can't. <laughs> you not hear that. I think babe. Has just played happy birthday to me. But I don't think you're allowed to play copywritten music. Oh, I would sing, but again, I don't want to like impact our listeners. (laughs) That's okay. I appreciate it. I heard it. We are all wishing you a very happy birthday, Sarah. I wish I was in Australia with you, but let's not get started on that conversation. (laughs) We're trying to be positive. I know you were supposed to be here. (sighs) A virus (laughs) has gotten in the way of my plans. So we won't discuss that at length. plans for the past two years um yeah that's okay moving on it's fine I don't I don't actually know what I'm doing for my birthday obviously recording with you at 6 a.m so great way to start it and then at work and podcast editing from 4 p.m I have absolutely no idea so you can tell us next week yeah I don't know if I've ever had a birthday like surprise maybe when I was a kid my mom went because you're such a cold control freak not really I don't think I am am I is this a joke (laughs) okay a lovable control freak yeah so (laughs) so I realized if you put lovable in front of any insult then it's fine it's fine (laughs) I probably am yeah that's fair um here we go (laughs) mind and gut check-in shall we do that move on from my uh my poor character traits how are you feeling? How's your mind? How's your gut? Yeah, good. So I haven't, I didn't really sleep last week. So it happens sometimes if I'm thinking about something or whatever. Yeah. I didn't really sleep at all last week, as you know. So I was up texting you till like 3 a.m., <laughs> however many nights in a row. What do you think of this? What do you think of this? <laughs> How are you awake right now? <laughs> I was just wide awake. So yeah, I had a bit of, um, yeah, sleep problems last week, but it's fine. Just super busy at work. I'm um, obviously finished my studies, which was awesome. Congratulations. And thank you. Bit of a stressful week, but all okay, all manageable. And stomach, stomach's been fine, babe, to be fair. I feel all right. What about you? That's great. The weekend away, or Sunday through Tuesday away last week, was heaven. I really needed that. However, then I had to come back to reality. And sometimes like coming back to reality after time away makes it so much worse. It does. (laughs) It's fine. I wasn't in the best mood yesterday and I'm sure (laughs) other people can (laughs) (laughs) laughing there. (laughs) 
No, you were not. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, though, which I mm. found hilarious on Saturday, yeah. I worked out that me, you and Martha are all in sync with our periods, which <laughs> dun, 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 is terrifying for the whole world um, <laughs> and humankind, basically. So that made me laugh loads on Saturday morning. I find it fascinating because you hear about that happening when women live together, but we are very, we could not be further away from each other. (laughs) I know, literally, but it did make me laugh because like between the three of us, we were sending some really feisty messages on Saturday morning (laughs) and then the kind of penny dropped when all three of us were talking about something and I was like, "Uh aha, things are starting to make sense. And perhaps it wasn't everyone's problem this week. Maybe it was was my own. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) The feisty messages were not to each other. They were obviously lovingly towards each other and feisty about other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Or situations. Yeah. Or situationships. Someone's going to be laughing at this heavily (laughs) driving to work. No, I don't think it. Okay, maybe it's a mixture of that. But then also, I think just with my birthday coming up, another year away from home. And I just, this is not what I envisioned my life to be at this age. It's fine. I'm fine. Today will be a good day. But I, I think mean, when just, someone says fine, you, so know much, you do question whether they are fine. Because I obviously love friends. And isn't there an episode with Ross where he's like, find out about Rachel and Joey and he's like, I'm fine. And he gets wasted on margaritas. I think it was episode nine where Darren said, control the controllables and don't get stressed about the uncontrollables, something along those lines. So COVID's a motherfucking uncontrollable, isn't it, Sarah? Apparently, because every time I think it's under control, I was like, bitch, please. So I'm just going to try and not stress for this week and pretend like it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, again, we were going to, we want to bring the positivity around Christmas. Right. Right. We're happy. We're happy. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) I can so not get the blame for being miserable at Christmas. It's so the two of us. What are you grateful for this week, babes? I'm incredibly grateful for my friends and being patient with me because I know I say this all the time. I have a lot going on, but I just have so much going on. And I have been absolutely rubbish, especially the past four weeks being in school again at responding and talking like to the point, one of my friends that I've been friends with since I was 13 messaged me and she was like, um, like, did I do something wrong? (laughs) And I'm like, oh my God, no, I just, I don't have time to breathe. And then with, I do you ever get to this point where you're so stressed out that talking about being stressed out just makes it so much worse. So when my friends, these are friends that aren't in Australia, are messaging me and they want life updates and everything. I'm like, I don't even want to talk about everything going on because it just stresses me out more. So I just like avoid it. It's not healthy. But yeah. Refer them to episodes of the podcast. I I do. (laughs) (laughs) That's all the talking. Check out my mind. (laughs) Thank God. Check in in episode (laughs) six. That is how I'm feeling constantly. I was out for breakfast on Saturday and my friends were using my own words against me from the podcast. I'm like, okay, people, chill out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know what you mean though, because sometimes you don't, if you're in like a bad mood or if you're not not necessarily a bad place, but um, you don't necessarily want to talk about a situation or person. You're obviously referring to yourself on that one. (laughs) 
<laughs> so people in my life know <laughs> that it's not me <laughs> referring to them. Uh, <laughs> no, I get that. And I think I just, yeah, I've, I've kept my head down. It's a lot though. Thank you. I'm incredibly grateful for each and one, every one of you that has put up with me being MIA. And obviously it's not you, it's me. And I mean it. I'm not breaking up with you. I'm just saying that. <laughs> it's definitely, <laughs> it's definitely me. <laughs> They have been amazing. And even when I take ages to respond, they still chase me down. Legend. I love those sort of friends because I'm that sort of friend. Like I don't care. Oh, you if definitely someone, are. Yeah. If someone None of them are that intense that I wake up to like 35 messages. <laughs> I just carry Maybe they need to step their game up. <laughs> I don't care. I have no shame. <laughs> Obviously, everyone knows this from listening to the podcast. So I am grateful for a particular wonderful woman this week. So one of my friends called Sophia. So Sophia is in my book club. So yes, Aww. I'm in a book club, people. We don't read any books, FYI. <laughs> so we've had this book club for a few years. I think we've read like two and a half books. And we were going to read like one a month. We were going to be really, you know, cool and whatever. But then we just realised like there's, a, there's like quite a big group of us in Bristol. And we just realised we all got get on really well. So kind of like every day, the book club WhatsApp group is just like... We just talk about like fitness and health and boys and restaurants and food and all that really good stuff, rashes, et cetera, et cetera. Do you want to dive into that one a little bit more? <laughs> no, because we keep getting weird partnership emails, things that we've <laughs> mentioned before. Anyway, so um, Sophie's in the book club and she's absolutely awesome. And I just want to do a shout out for her this week because she has just been doing like a collection for a domestic violence charity here in Bristol and has been collecting loads of toys ready for families at Christmas who do not have a lot or may have flee their homes. And this isn't the first time that Sophie's done something so kind and thoughtful and amazing. So last summer, during the period when the schools were closed, Sophie was really worried about mothers and fathers who couldn't feed their children due to obviously the kids not going to school and having their school dinners so she did like a all of us in the book club kind of uh, rallied around and I know she did it with her other friends as well getting loads of food together to, for safe to then give the the lunches out to mums who couldn't afford to mums and dads who can um, obviously afford to feed their children so she oh. did that last year as well she's just so lovely she's just such an awesome girl you know she runs her own business she's a mum and yeah there needs to be more of you out there safe uh, because you are you're you genuinely are so so kind so so thoughtful and I know these these certain things are really really close to your heart yeah I just want to do a shout out to Soph and I'm going to do a little link well obviously not me it'll be Sarah uh, Sarah's <laughs> going to do a little link to Soph's uh, business account on Instagram because all of the kind of charity work she does she always promotes on her business page so yeah check it out um, because even if you're worldwide you can kind of get involved with donations and stuff because she she does kind of a variety of things for charity and everything and I know she kind of gets her her own family involved with, which I think is absolutely awesome because I think all children of all ages should be aware of how fortunate they are and being aware that other children aren't as fortunate as them I know she installs that into her her son so yeah so f- love you loads and carry on doing what you're doing. It doesn't go unnoticed. That's incredible. Yeah. We'll definitely link that in the description and on our Instagram for everybody to check out if you'd like. Okay. It's time to be positive. positive. (laughs) (laughs) We can do this. We can do this. Do you have a favorite Christmas memory? My grandma, so my dad's mom was awesome. She's you know, the one that used to shove cloves in my mouth, but she used to put on some really cool Christmases. But if I'm honest there, If I think about Christmas now, I think about 
I think my favorite Christmases probably in the last like 14 years have been working. So I've okay. worked most Christmases because of what I do for a living. It's not like we stop yeah. for two weeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> bye guys. <laughs> We're okay. So I quite like working over Christmas. A lot of my colleagues have children. So I think it's really important for them to kind of have time off and stuff. And I, I'm not that not being negative but I'm not that Christmassy like to me it's just a day and I'm really really conscious that a lot of people either they celebrate it or they find it a really hard time of year for a variety of reasons so I've really enjoyed working over many many years like frontline shift work in residential homes like I used to back in the day 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 and more recently um, I obviously don't work frontline as much as I used to um, but I still I still like contacting everyone that we work with on Christmas Day and kind of being there for the team and stuff. So, yeah, I think those are kind of my memories, my good memories of Christmas and stuff. And I think I know we'll we'll get to talk about this a bit later, but for me as well, I've been a bit ruthless with how I celebrate Christmas as well within recent years. So I kind of my family's very (laughs) complicated (laughs) in every way. That's a definite different podcast. And I, I spend Christmas usually with friends after I, I've worked um, within the morning or the day or whatever. So I've done that the last few years, which I've really enjoyed. So I guess my memories are probably a little bit different to other people. Yeah. Do you have any Christmas traditions that you do? Yeah, like I love obviously writing Christmas cards. But again, yeah, like, you know, like people like do their Christmas Eve thing. And it's just not really, we've never really had any traditions really. It's made, yeah. This this sounds really bad, doesn't it? I think your Christmas card tradition is actually really sweet and it's a good way. It's just nice to get mail. You don't really get that anymore. You get emails, yeah. you get packages from Amazon, but getting a handwritten card with a pop to the loose sticker in is <laughs> what everybody wants for Christmas. Obviously what I did this year. <laughs> um, I'm not particularly a Christmas person, so I don't have solid memories or solid traditions I mean we're not being negative it's just some people don't celebrate Christmas where it's so shoved in your face in the media on TV everywhere that all of these people are having these incredible big lush Christmas with thousands of presents under the tree and it's just so over the top and thrown in your face that sometimes you think if you're not having that, that you're doing something wrong or like everybody else is having this great time and you're not. So I think it's good. I think probably from my point of view as well, I'm just really mindful. You know, I think that's where social media can be quite negative sometimes because I know I know to speaking from experience to my own friends, you know, they see what other people have bought their children or like the food other people have got and they don't have the means to buy that stuff. And that's a big thing about Christmas, isn't it? You feel very pressured to spend money and, and put on this kind of display and it can impact however people are, are feeling and stuff if they can't quite match that. What about you, Sarah? I think my mom was always really good around my birthday because my brother and I are actually, we're two years apart. He's older than me, but because we have the same birthday on the 20th and then the 25th is obviously Christmas and then you have New Year's. My mom has always been really good, really good at keeping everything separate. So we'll have a party or when we were kids, we would have a birthday party and separate presents and everything. Yeah. I think for Christmas, one of my favorite memories looking back, we used to do this tradition every year and it wasn't actually on Christmas day. But for a good few years, we would, at the beginning of December, get all of our family together on my mom's side and rent out a hall and they would cook, have just tons of food. And we were younger, so we like run around and whatnot. I think like a teenage years, early teenage years. It was just so nice to have everyone together in one space. Looking back, I don't think I even appreciated that as much as I should have at the time because 
this was obviously quite a few years ago and now some of those people have passed and yeah. I haven't seen well, all of them in over two years. So I definitely think that was one of my favorite memories. And that's, and- that's really nice though. I mean, if I had all my family in one building, you'd need a police riot van within an hour. <laughs> it would be a worrying yeah. situation. <laughs> but that's really cool. You know, that that's yeah. awesome. Everybody's family is perfect, but they are, everyone gets on quite well. And God, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's the thing too with Christmas. For the most part, looking back over the years, I don't remember what gifts were given to me, but I have those memories. And I think that's what's important around this time of the year is For getting sure. your family together. If you do get on with them and holding on to the memories more than the food and the presents and the decorations and everything. But I do have a tradition with my brother that we started. I don't even know why we started it or how, but every Christmas Eve, probably from like late teens, we would go out for sushi. Oh, that's uh, cool. I honestly care. I think because all of the restaurants would be closed on Christmas Eve, like my mom would make us go to church and then everything would be closed. So we would just go and get sushi, which I definitely miss that aspect. And I love sushi. Will so. you get sushi on Christmas Eve this year, sir? Potentially. I did it last year. So yeah, maybe I'll do that. That's but a yeah, cool tradition. My- I like that. This year I plan to, uh, yeah, just pretend like it's not happening really. Maybe eat some sushi. Probably just chill out. Maybe go to the beach. I don't know if I can even be bothered. I don't know what traffic will be like on Christmas Day if I want to drive in traffic to the beach. So <laughs> maybe just stay home and work, to be honest. I have so much stuff to do. Take some editing for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do you have planned this year? I'm going to hang out with the boys this year. So yeah, we're going to, it's, it's a hotel not too far from Bristol. So we're going to do that from Christmas Eve to Boxing Day mornings. I'll work Christmas Eve just because it's like a, just a normal day anyway. And then I'll, um, I'll do all my kind of calls and stuff in the morning on Christmas Day to people I work with. So the people that we've supported for a long time and stuff Um, because I know it's a difficult time for them and then yeah we're having kind of lunch together so these are my uh, guy friends I've grown up with we'll just have some food and a couple of vinos I think on boxing day I'll probably do a bit of work again but I'm just going to nip over to so I I call these guys my family I I choose my family My family do not share my blood. So whenever I, I refer- your actual family doesn't listen to this. I refer <laughs> I refer to um yeah, my family, they're usually friends. So on Boxing Day, I'll nip over to my mum's best friends um, who I've grown up with and their children, who I'm super close with. So I'll go over and see them. Funnily, so I know how old I am this year. I messaged like my best mate's dad, who always gets me like a lush present. He basically brought me up and usually he'll get me some perfume or whatever. And I said, I said to him this year, I was like, Norm, do you mind, um, do you mind if I send you a link for something else? And I sent him this link, bear in mind Norm's 70. So he's absolutely ripped the piss out of me for this. I sent him an Asian tea set. (laughs) And I get this like abusive message from him back, like hysterically laughing, saying, are you being serious? I'm going to have to order this anonymously because I'm so embarrassed and then claim it's for my old auntie who doesn't get out much. And I was like, are you going to get it for me? I'm really excited about my new Asian tea set. (laughs) Um, But I'm I'm definitely getting older with the things I want. I'm excited for your tea set though. Thank you. I am as well, if I get it. I would totally get a tea set. I got a tea set for Christmas last year. I loved it. Amazing. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we we wanted to do this episode today, obviously, because it will be released two days before Christmas. So we wanted to keep it obviously seasonal, but we were just really, really mindful that people's kind of views and feelings towards Christmas Christmas is quite inconsistent for a variety of reasons. But also when you have a chronic illness, it's a really difficult time, again, due to loads of factors um, relating to symptoms of your IBD in particular. So the guys that follow us on Instagram kindly sent us loads of ideas on what they struggle with during the festive season. So we have got those to kind of discuss and hopefully come up with some pointers and tips that Sarah and I have kind of come up with together that will hopefully help you through the holiday season because it is really difficult, isn't it? Like we said, there's loads of pressure, like your routines all over the place, you're eating, you're drinking, you know, you're probably not exercising like you usually are. Your sleep's really disrupted. You're probably anxious if you're going out or to someone's house, you know, depending on who you're spending time with. It's difficult when you're away from your home, your toilet, you know, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> the, the list is never ending. So, yeah, we thought we'd go through those there, didn't we, that, that the guys kindly sent through to us on Instagram. Exactly. And we want you to know that you're not alone if you're experiencing any of the following the pressure of socializing, the pressure of like being upbeat and happy around the season, your schedule getting extremely busy and feeling a bit overwhelming, having a poor immune system and that fear of picking up colds, flus, viruses, <laughs> and sticking to What's a virus. Something going around. <laughs> Shut the world down. Uh, and sticking to a limited diet as well. The pressure of that can be really hard. So you're not alone if you're worried or concerned about any of those. And we do have a few tips. So I reckon personally for me, my absolute main, main, main one is planning everything. So for example, I think if you plan and organize ahead, you will hopefully reduce some anxiety and stress that you're feeling towards quite a lot of stuff. If you know you're going to have a really, really hectic few days over Christmas, I would always advise people. So I'm doing this this week coming. I've planned like nothing this week and I'm not even doing anything major over Christmas. Do you know what I mean? But I'm purposefully like not going out. I'm not I'm not doing anything. I'm working and then I'm going to just have some like nice food at night, loads of water, some really nice sleep. Just have like a nice routine that like goes up to Christmas uh, weekend. And I think... If you plan stuff like that, you can plan some rest days, plan some recovery. You know, you're you're not disrupting your routine that badly, which I know really, really impacts all of us. And I think it kind of prepares like our gut and our mind for, for that kind of carnage because it is, isn't it? You're literally just like constantly eating and traveling around and doing X, Y and Z and probably not moving much. So I think if you can plan stuff, that for me, I just feel a bit more organized and I know when I can rest and then I can hopefully, when it comes to, you know, Christmas Eve when I finish work and I'm going to go and see the guys, I'll be in, you know, a, a good bubbly mood to, to you know, relax, let loose, have some, have some nice food and booze. Definitely. And I hate planning, like absolutely hate it. However, I think especially around food and your dietary requirements, it is crucial. So knowing what you're going to bring and potentially if you can't eat what is being served at your family or friend's house, bringing things that you can eat and maybe things that you can share with other people, because there are some really good gluten-free, dairy-free alternatives out there. And it's kind of nice to bring something that other people can partake in as well, or just bringing your own little individual meal for you to eat with everybody else, which I have definitely done in the past as well. Being prepared in that way, then you feel like you're not missing out. So maybe going to... 
Yeah. And maybe going to a cute bakery that, you know, does make gluten-free things or whatever your limitations are finding something that is a bit more lush. So you feel like you're participating, but maybe it's a great time to buy some vegan brie cheese. I don't know. (laughs) No, I know what you mean now. I mean, I would a little bit. I was laughing inside when you you said, um, you know, other people can partake in our gluten-free, dairy-free, taste-free cuisine. I don't think any of my lot ever would. I've usually got a whole cake to myself. <laughs> didn't they just, didn't they used to eat gluten-free bread with you? It's come so yeah, far. When, when we were children, when we've all turned into adults and we're a little bit loose with our tongues now set, hell no. <laughs> Um, yeah, I agree with you though. Like I always, I've got it in my cupboards already just for like the holiday season. Like I've got my little mince pies ready and things like that. Um, yeah. and I just get loads of like gluten-free stuff in and then, you know, whoever I pop round to see or whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll take that sort of food. So again, you know, there's going to be loads of lush food out on the table, isn't it? You probably can't eat some of it, but if you take some stuff that you can eat, you do feel like you're kind of still having a nice time don't you because it can be a bit shit if you're not eating everything and and you don't want to feel like you're the one sat there not eating either do you it's really awkward sometimes depending on where you are definitely my family was always quite good so they were really good at taking out the potatoes beforehand before they put the milk and the butter in and letting me have like my own vegan butter or olive oil to make them like putting the veggies out before they load it with butter and things like that. So yeah. hopefully most people are quite understanding when you do have those limitations that you can usually eat um, sure. if they just tweak it slightly. And it's, that's the thing, isn't it? That's what I was kind of like saying, going back to like the umbrella of planning. So kind of, if you're going out for food, like always check the menus because they're so good now, aren't they? Like they've got so many different menus that you can choose from most places anyway. And then similarly, if you're going around to someone's house, just having a little chat with them, isn't it? Because sometimes you're not going around to your families, are you? You might be going around to your partner's families. It's easier to talk to people you're really comfortable with, isn't it? About your kind of dietary requirements or, you know, things that you're worried about. If it's it's your partner's mum or, you know, you're going to great aunt Betty's or something, it's a little bit difficult. But I think, again, it's just having that confidence to make sure that you're able to eat stuff when you're there. Um, Do you know what I mean? Leading on from that, I think another tip would be really communicating with your loved ones or people that you are spending the holiday season with and just be realistic with them about what you think you can do, how long you can stay for and making it clear. Like it's not them. You're tired. You need to sleep. You need your rest. You need just some time away to decompress. And I remember disappearing um, some Christmases and just going and lying down for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. and just taking a bit of time to myself because I needed it. And just reminding them that if you do cancel plans or things change last minute, it is again, what you need and you looking after your body and your personal health. Because at the end of the day, if they care about you, they want you to be in the best condition you can be. And if that means missing a dinner, canceling on something last minute, they're going to hopefully understand if you're really clear with them and communicating what your needs are. For sure. And I think it's that thing, isn't it? Especially like wherever you are in relation to your illness or your health, you might not feel up to going anywhere, you know? So it's having that conversation as well, isn't it? You know, if you, if you genuinely feel like you need to stay at home, you need your own restroom, you just want to chill, you know, you just, you you don't even want to get ready because you're so tired or you genuinely are at that stage. And you, we, we know what that stage is like, where you you, you don't want to be around people, you know, talking is really difficult because you're in so much pain. You're so tired. 
you know, you've got your cramps, it's just shit. You might have, you might be post-op, you might be pre-op. You know, it it can be any stage. And I think it's that, like you said, Sarah, that communication, isn't it? And yeah. just making things less stressful for you. Because again, there's nothing worse being somewhere when you're not feeling well and you're stressing about it, isn't it? This time you're supposed to be really sociable. You're supposed to be really chatty. You're supposed to be, you know, answering all those questions that everyone's asking you, blah, blah, blah. I always get the standard ones. Met anyone, <laughs> having any kids, just fuck off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to wear a badge. I'm a dog woman. <laughs> and I've started a podcast. Have I told you? <laughs> I think that's great. Forget the kids. Forget the podcast. <laughs> I have got some stickers that you kindly sent me. Maybe I should wear those instead. I don't want to you talk should. about men or children. Check out my podcast. Here's the, is it a QR code? Is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. Scan me. <laughs> Scan my pack. This is what I'm up to right now. Definitely do that. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean it's it yeah. you're you are around people and it's all that bollocks chat isn't it over Christmas yeah. as well like, oh you know blah 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 and when you're not feeling too sharp you don't really want to have all those chats do you no and also setting your boundaries because most people are used to the questions or we all expect the questions if you aren't already married then it's when like when are you getting married and if you're married it's when are you having kids and if you have a kid it's when are you having another kid and it just never ends and then your career's going well when are you retiring when are you doing that like people are always kind of pushing you to get to the next stage however with us there's also that those questions around your health and how yeah. are you feeling and i think just setting that boundary of being really clear and knowing what you're going to say. So if somebody asks, how are you, how's your health or you don't look sick or any of those comments kind of being prepared for them and how you do want to respond. Mm, and if you do definitely. want to go into the detail of your health and your medication and everything that you're going through, then definitely do if you, if you'd like to, but if not be quite clear with your boundaries and be like, no, it's holidays. I don't really feel like speaking about that right now, or I don't want to focus on that at the moment. And just changing the topic to something else because it's your body, it's your health. And if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. Don't be pressured into a corner. Because it and can some be people crazy. are so nosy. They really are. <laughs> it can be depressing if you feel quite crap and you're not, things aren't going very well to then have to sit there on Christmas Day and tell everybody about it. Like that's not ideal. And the thing is, Sarah, when you're, I think, I know I've said this a million times before, but when you're newly diagnosed as well, I don't think. I don't think you have the confidence to speak about your illness like you would do. Say, for example, I've had this for 25 years. So I would happily sit in a room full of people. And if someone's asking me about my health, I'd be like, well, my poo was the color of the soup you're eating right now this morning. Oh, or something. Do you know what I mean, I would just take the piss. You know what I'm like? I don't care. Great dinner I'm, conversation. <laughs> I would say the same if I was sat with the queen and her family, because I, I just take the piss out of myself. It's my little thing, isn't it? Yeah. When you're like newly diagnosed and you're getting your head around it yourself, like you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to talk about it, do you? I definitely didn't. I still struggled. Oh my God. When we were filming the second or third episode, that was about my story. I struggled with that so much. And this is like years into it 
also because I was putting it out to the entire world to listen to, but, but it's just something that's difficult to talk about. So yeah, have your boundaries and your, and watch out, watch out for the grandma generation. The grandma generation. (laughs) You have to work. Okay. Everyone knows this, the grandma and grandpa generation. If you're lucky enough to still have your grandparents around FYI, um, thinking. I would just like to say that our moms are technically at the age of being grandparents. We just haven't You're going to fuck my mom right off now. basically call her a grandma and that's a really sore subject Sarah because she really wants to be a grandma as well (laughs) this is like a quadruple whammy of an episode I was just pointing out the fact I think because people do listen to us that are a bit younger (laughs) I'm talking about peeps that are probably 80 plus there we go yeah so mum you don't fit in that category to wear back (laughs) ignore Sarah um but from my experience with this slightly more mature generation not mums they they can be quite cutthroat with their terminology you know and and they they're they're not very thoughtful perhaps before they say stuff you know about your appearance I find with Mm. that generation so for example when my two amazing grandmothers were still alive god bless them they always used and it was really annoying they always used to say god your skin's bad and I'd be like yeah I know grandma like I can see the mirror when I wake up like it's really annoying and she's like "Mm, have you tried something for that like literally but both of them would say it it all the time oh no I'm not trying anything for it I really enjoy looking like this it's great but, you know, yeah. I don't think they think before they speak sometimes, you know. And like my 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 two grandmas, you know, would would make comments about my weight and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, oh, you're looking really skinny. Have you eaten anything? Well, yeah, I eat loads, but I also shit loads. So, like, <laughs> you know, and I think so, if you're not feeling sharp as well, if you're around, you know, granddad Norm and, and grandma Vera and they're on your case a bit on Christmas Day, I think it's yeah, that can just be a bit too much as well, can't it? Yeah, I think it's both an age thing potentially as well as a cultural thing. Some more other cultures can be more upfront and direct than others. Yeah, true. Yeah. But you know you know what I mean and I think sometimes yeah. as well you haven't seen people for a long time. Mm, so quite yeah. often you see people at Christmas or the holiday times, don't you? Um and obviously some people don't celebrate Christmas. So this is this is the holiday season in general. And you may see people for the first time and you haven't seen them for a long time. So they have got questions and you might look different because mm. you're not very well. A bit like what we're saying, people people will ask you quite blunt questions and you might well not you might, but you probably don't want to answer those questions because you're processing it yourself. It could be the older generations, um, or toddlers. Little kids have no filter. <laughs> They really do. I remember my friend's little sister, this is years ago. I mean, I still have the same problem now, so she'd probably still say it now as an adult. But I remember her pointing out my moustache when she was really young, saying, why have you got a moustache? And I was like, I don't know, I guess I need to blame my dad or my mum. Goodness knows. And I'll never forget her saying that to me. Oh, another one. And it kind of goes into planning ahead is making sure that you have all of your supplies. So that could be medication, that could be your foods, your comfort foods, any red wine items that you like. Yeah, exactly. Wine, tequila, Negronis, whatever you need to stock your cupboards with to make it through the yeah. season. But most importantly, any medication that you might yeah, need. Sure. And we've got, we've got a, a, a double bank holiday. We've got 
the bank holidays Monday and Tuesday next. Oh, do, yeah. do you have that in Australia? Because Christmas and know. Christmas and Boxing Day fall on Saturday and Sunday. In the yeah. UK, we have a bank holiday on Monday and Tuesday, so that will impact quite a lot of places that are open and stuff. So everyone, all my UK crew, make sure you've got everything in by this Friday, by tomorrow, <laughs> when this when <laughs> this podcast good. comes out. Get out to the shops Get quickly, down. guys. <laughs> yeah, and I think so as well, like a really, really, really big thing for me and obviously again I think I probably am quite confident doing this because I'm such a misery gut but prioritize yourself like we were saying that have your rest days have that recovery period get some good food in you hydrate etc etc like prepare yourself for this kind of like carnage period and I think if you prioritize yourself you'll then enjoy the really really important days if that makes sense prioritize yourself and think forward and plan those sort of things I think you will less likely like miss out on the other really important days it's that fear of missing out as well that you can get at times but it's so much more important to look after your health than go to that extra dinner party or go out for drinks after work and things like that that aren't going to help you well, it's learning to say no, isn't it? I think yeah. You, I, I think you're either confident at saying no or not. And I think the older you get, sometimes I think it's easier as well. Yeah, definitely. I've, I found that, you know, growing up, I, you know, if I, if I genuinely don't want to do something or see someone, I, I'll just say it, as you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> but I just think it's important because I just know, you know, I'll just be knackered. I won't sleep very well. I won't eat very well. It will impact work the next day. All of that sort of stuff. It just has a knock on impact, doesn't it? Like the last yeah. three months for me. <laughs> <laughs> Quite a lot of people were worried, Sarah, about the kind of pressure um, that's that's put upon them and, and, and having to please other people. Because I think it's all well and good us saying this, isn't it? Prioritize yourself and plan ahead and organize yourself. But actually, if you've got a family or friendship group or partner that really likes this kind of time and, and needs you and wants you there doing x y and z really energetically you know blah, blah 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 it can be really hard and I think people I don't know about you Sarah but people worry about how they're going to feel after as well and so that kind of anxiety and stress is already there whether it's in your gut or your head you know mm. you're probably going to feel pretty rough after a few days of doing whatever you do mm. and I think that that can, again, make you feel quite on edge because you're worried about yeah. the kind of, da- not damage you're going to do, but you know what I mean, um, how your I tummy's going to deal with it. And I think it's one thing to be concerned about your stomach and how you're going to digest food or having any alcohol that might upset it and the energy that you put into getting ready and going out and all of that. But then also, obviously there's a concern about COVID, which we all know about, but then when you're on immune suppressants, there's that additional concern of catching anything at all. Like the most common cold can spiral out of control quite quickly. And you just have to be extra careful not to catch anything. So there's that concern about that. If you're going to be around a lot of family members and you're going to be out at dinners and busy places, even Christmas shopping. When I would go shopping and I was on immune suppressants, like I would sanitize my hands after I touched every little thing, especially being in London or like being on the tube and being around people. And just, it adds this extra layer of stress being in environments with a lot of people. So I completely understand the concern around that as well. And that's where you just, you need to have your boundaries and say, you know what? I don't want to go to a large dinner if there's going to be like 20 people there. I don't know what the limitations are in each country at the moment, but 
why not suggest something alternative? Have maybe one or two people over at your place and or go out for dinner with just a small group of friends instead of the larger parties and environments. Just do whatever makes you feel comfortable. You have to look out for yourself because other people are not going to understand what you're going through. You need to be your own advocate. And I think you're right. So I think it, I was having this conversation with one of my friends the other day who's in another country um, and they're not going to see their family for Christmas. And we were, we were basically just having the kind of, we were kind of thrashing out how they were feeling and et cetera. And I said, the problem is there's so many, so much pressure on this particular day, you know, the 25th of December, you've got to do this, this, and this, but actually you can have an awesome day with loved ones. They don't have to be blood relatives. They, they, they can be your friends. They can be your work colleagues, whoever is really important to you in your life. And you can have that whenever you can have that on a Sunday and eat too much food and drink too much wine and play some games. You can do it whenever. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? If you're not feeling well on the 25th of December, that it's that pressure that you need to engage in X, Y, and Z. But actually, if you're not feeling up to it, like don't put too much pressure on yourself. And if you do it at the end of January, who gives a shit? You know, because if you're not feeling very well and then you make yourself do something long run wise, you're going to make something worse. You know, is it best to kind of rest, recover, make sure you're okay, and then and then organize something yourself towards the end of the month, whatever it might be. And you're right. I think there's so much anxiety at the moment anyway with health in general, not just our gut health. that I just think people people are really struggling this time of year. It's really difficult. I've noticed with my lot this year, loads of people are just staying at home, just chilling loads of people I know are, are not doing anything this year they're just staying within their own homes they're just like I can't I don't think people want to spend the money either Sarah yeah it's been a difficult couple of years hasn't it financially for so many people and I you know I think people have realized you know they, they need to spend their money on more important things than a load of presents and that's the that's the kind of vibe I'm getting from my lot I know that it's a it's much more chilled kind of experience this year I mean Christmas is it can be a really happy time of the year for a lot of people but like you said it, it can be a really sad depressing lonely time for a lot of other people so just keep that in mind when you're out and about and engaging with others and be patient with people because you really don't know what they're going through this time of the year. Absolutely. And make sure you're reaching out. So Sarah and I both said that, honestly, if anyone wants to reach out to us on Christmas Day, just obviously we've got the whole 24 hours covered because of our time zone. So fling us an Instagram message, fling us an email, um, go onto our website. We'll be we'll be able to um, have a little chat with you, even if yeah. you're offload about being at your family's or getting on your tits. Just... Uh, <laughs> Go and sit in the loo and give us a text. But yeah, I'm I'm really conscious that people's experiences are, are so vast. And if you just want to have a little chat on Christmas Day, we'll be around. So just reach out. I've got a little. This is a tradition of mine, actually, sir. We got there in the end. Yes, an hour and a half later, I text everyone on Christmas morning like a really personal message. So I don't do the generic ones. You know, you get those like generic ones with like a Christmas tree or some bollocks that people send. I send like not offend um, too many people, but yes. <laughs> I send like a personal one to people and and I love doing that because I do it with all my staff. I do it with oh. um you know my friends, my family, my colleagues. Um, and I love doing it because I just like sending like a personal thing and I like obviously I know their partners or kids and things like that and yeah I really enjoy doing that on Christmas morning just like sending like a 
you know, and obviously quite a lot of my friends are around the world as well. So I'd love having a little check in to see how everyone's doing and stuff. But yeah, just make sure you you send some love to people, especially if you think they're going to be on their own. Because trust me, some people don't hear from people and actually mm. just a text just saying, hey, hope you're having, having a cool day. Them receiving that's really important to them. And yeah, I want to stress the fact that our DMs are open on Instagram at pop to the loop podcast, not only on Christmas day, but anytime. I mean, we, for the most part, understand what you're going through and we want to hear from you. If it's good news and things are going really well, or you're having a really shitty day, we are here for you and send us a message. Absolutely. Really, really hope you've enjoyed this episode. Sorry if we've been a bit of a Debbie Diner about Christmas. Is this far more positive than the first one? (laughs) Worrying. (laughs) Um, But yeah, thinking of you guys, please reach out. Um, Really, really hope that you have as good health as absolutely possible over this period. Uh, Let us know if you want to chat or or catch up about anything whatsoever. And a massive, massive shout out to all of my colleagues in health and social care who are working across the festive season and all the other sectors that are open as well. Obviously, it's not just health and social care who are working. To everyone who's working, just sending you loads of love. You are absolutely incredible. Um, And obviously, all the people that are volunteering and doing those, those awesome things as well thank you so much you are just incredible people but really wishing you a happy happy christmas if you celebrate looking forward to catching up next week when we'll be doing some new year's setting of intentions love Love you guys merry christmas